Welcome into another episode of Finding Time. This is JJ. I'm here covering parts one and two of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. A couple programming reminders here. Going to be coming back with some Stranger Things coverage. I've made it through four episodes so far, so I'm going to cover these in bunches. We'll see if another episode gets watched tonight. So we can find time to watch that, and I'll find some time tomorrow to podcast about the first five, and then we will, uh, and I'll be back to do episode six and seven, probably as a whole there, uh, before the mid-season break. I think the next episodes come sometime in July. So just so you know, Stranger Things is coming. Otherwise, I'll be back weekly here to talk about Obi-Wan as well, and Better Call Saul is coming back. Um, we have tons of stuff to do. It never ends. So, here we go. Obi-Wan Kenobi, parts one and two. I'll try and cover this kind of chronologically. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so, the first episode, I don't know if you want to call it part of the episode, but everything kicks off with a recap of the prequels, making the prequels seem pretty badass and epic, which they have their moments, obviously, but I'm sure... I'm not surprising anyone when I say they uh, they aren't quite as epic as the previously on here would make it seem. I, it's odd to start a show with a previously on in the first episode. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, but I kind of liked it. I thought it kind of contextualized everything, kind of showed you like what's important, focused you in, and especially you know not everybody is a huge intimate Star Wars fan. We've rewatched the prequels 30 times, even though they're kind of mediocre. And seeing all the TV shows and the Clone Wars and Rebels. And sometimes people were like, yeah, I've seen, I saw them when they were in theaters and, you know, maybe caught a little bit here or there when they were airing on TNT. That's some people. So this was a good way to introduce the show. We jump right from that into the episode. First thing we see, did not expect, Order 66. This is, I think, the third recent iteration of something about Order 66 that we've gotten in recent Star Wars canon. Uh, we had in the Bad Batch, Caleb Dune, Kanan Jarrus, his, I believe his master gets killed, and then he escapes from the Bad Batch, or from, uh, oh my goodness, the sharpshooter, I forget his name at the moment, who is trying to take him out because he's falling victim to Order 66 despite being a member of the Bad Batch. So that was the second one. And then third is from the video game Jedi Fallen Order, which also note at Star Wars Celebration over the weekend in Anaheim, they, and it's also it's on, the, it's on YouTube, the internets out there, there's a trailer for the sequel to that game. I forget the taint, the name, but it's Jedi something something. So, there will be a sequel. There's not much info in the trailer, but it looks looks cool. The first game was great. The storyline was awesome. Uh, I would check it out if you haven't, and if you got the next-gen console, check it out. So, that was the other one where, where Cal Kestis' master saves him when the clone troopers attack them on whatever ship that they were on at the time and Cal's eventually escapes and the story the story goes on from there. 
people have actually been thinking that Cal might show up in this show as the timelines kind of match up a little bit. I would I would be surprised. I think I think there's other shows that Cal could show up in, or maybe if this is given a season two or something. I just don't know. I don't. I loved Cal Kestis. I don't know that I want Cal Kestis in my Obi Wan show, especially if this is the only season of this. I don't. I don't feel that I want to waste time with cameos and cute little like outside characters coming in and things like that. I want to focus. This might be the last Obi Wan Kenobi we ever get. So let's make it count. I want as much Obi as I can. Speaking of that, so we go from Order 66. I, I got to jump forward a little bit here. I want as much Obi as I can. I want as much Leia as I can. And we will get back to that. So let's jump back. Back to Order 66. There's a group of younglings training. The clone troopers burst in. Uh, the master, whose name I heard for the first time earlier, and it's escaping me. Names, I'm always so bad with names on this podcast. I apologize. So the master is a total badass. She takes out a ton of clones, uh, doing some sweet moves, saves the kids, is taken out right as she takes out the final clone trooper that's kind of standing in their path. These younglings seemingly are able to escape the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And I think it's pretty heavily implied, if not, I mean, it's not outright stated, but it's pretty heavily implied one of these kids is Reva. The third sister here. I'm pretty sure that's her. I would be surprised, especially. So, I guess, sure, let's get into the big controversy on Reva. She's got a ton of hate, like horrible, tons, I mean, horrible things about race and gender and everything, which I don't agree with in any way. And people, and you know, not to disregard that, but not even talking about that, which obviously crap and bull and nobody should be saying or thinking things that way. People have been saying her acting is poor. I, I think her acting is a deliberate choice. I, I This actress has been in other things. She's a good actress. The acting in this show in general has been very good, I thought. I don't think... I don't think she would be in the show in a prominent role if she wasn't doing exactly what they want her to be doing. So the whole thing with her storyline is that she's going too far. She's crossing the line. The Empire isn't looking to, at least this is my read on it, the Empire isn't looking to look like the bad guys yet. And when she's going and cutting old ladies' hands off in the streets in front of crowds, they sure come off as the bad guys. You know, they do the intimidating things, but they just kind of want to seem like we're looking for these Jedi. The Jedi are evil, which is obviously the story that's been told to the galaxy at large. We're looking for these people. Tell us. Not necessarily that we're going to kill you if you don't tell us. That's not what they want. They want people on their side. They don't want a rebellion to rise up. And I think that's what they believe Reva, the third sister, is causing with how she's handling things. So she's kind of going off the handle. She's making all these speeches. And I I think she... Think of her like this. Think of her kind of like a Kylo Ren. Did Kylo Ren not seem like a petulant child a little bit? Kind of almost like he was 
in a different movie than the rest of the First Order. Just kind of grumpy and pissed about his life circumstances and not so proper and pristine like the rest of the First Order. That's how that's how the third sister seems to me. It seems like she's kind of just being like a child and mad and has her own personal grudge. That's why she seems so different. She's not like, I don't think she's fully indoctrinated in the same way everyone else is. That's why I fully expect down the road that we're going to see a lot like, and spoilers for Jedi Fallen Order if you haven't played, so fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. In the end of Jedi Fallen Order, when Vader shows up, the Inquisitor you're fighting, once again, name escapes me. Why? Don't even need to say it at this point. It always is going to escape me. Uh, she kind of turns at the very last second as Vader takes her out. And she's, you know, this was not the life that she would have chosen for herself, obviously. And I think Reva's going to have a similar path here. I think at some point in the end, she's going to somewhat turn, whether it may not be a full turn, but there will be an emotional moment where she shows the light and probably is killed by Vader. And that's probably where this heavily rumored battle with Obi-Wan is going to take place, right following that or right around that. So, we, I mean, I've ruined my idea of going through this chronologically, right? So let's just get to the big points here. Vader shows up at the end. Full Hayden Christensen in all of his pasty, hairless, back-to-tank glory. The big question. So we, we can tie it into what we were just talking about with Reva. So Reva seems to know that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Odd. I am not a comics reader myself, but I, too, am on the internet, like I'm assuming some of you are out there. I'm pretty sure it's not widely known, if really at all, that Anakin is Darth Vader. There's a select few that know. Tarkin knows because he knew him. Obviously, Palpatine knows because he made him. But it's really not out there. He's, he's generally... This kind of mysterious figure, the emperor basically has told everybody, his commands are my commands, he is my voice. Listen to what he has to say, because he is basically the number two in power to me. That's all people know. People know to listen to him, he's scary. You know, in A New Hope, they talk about, I mean, nobody believes in his, you know, tricks and wizardry. And if people knew he was Anakin Skywalker, the Jedi Master, not Jedi, specifically not Jedi Master, the Jedi, I think they would, I think they would believe more in his tricks, and they would, you know, if they knew who he was, that's all different. So, interesting that Reva knows. Now, I hope this is a plot point and not just a plot hole. I hope there's a reason why she knows. Maybe she, she seems to know Obi Wan very specifically from her time at the temple. So I would imagine this means she knows Anakin, which is why she knows he's Vader. And I, I really hope we get more into that. But once again, man, I don't know. I wish this was more than six episodes. And I, I hope we have a supersized episode in here or something. I I want as I want to get as much Obi-Wan as I can out of this. And if we're spending... I don't even know how much time delving into the backstory of Reva and Vader. You know, I could take a 10-minute 
you know, a five or ten minute opening scene that it kind of explains things. Which I hope is what they do. But I don't want a whole episode. I don't want half an episode, probably. You know, interspersed here or there is okay, too. But Obi-Wan's a guy I want to see. He's a character I want to see. Uh, you know, and, and Leia. I want to see Leia. This, once again, might be like the last we ever get to see of Leia. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I do like Reva. I think she's, I think she is compelling. And I think, that, like I said before, the acting choices are on purpose and it's not poor acting. And I think she, I think she's going to be, you know, people are going to look back and think differently than what they think now. People in the Star Wars community, I'm sorry if you're one of them out there, but seem to hate everything these days. You know, brighten up. This is a show that has its flaws, as does anything. Most things, at least. I mean, not everything is better call Saul. I mean, not every, which I think is like near near perfection. Not everything is that. Some things are going to happen. You know, Star Wars has always been cheesy. Just lighten up, everybody. Things are going to work out. I'm hoping... And I'm trusting that they would put thought into this story. You know, we want to see Obi-Wan. We want to see Leia. We can't afford to be creating new plot holes when this is already tough fitting this into the story as it is. Especially with what we know is probably coming is a Obi-Wan and Vader fight. So, that all being said, let's get into Leia. Leia. I did not see it coming. I will be fully honest. I teared up. Almost cried like a baby. If I was at home watching and not at my desk at work on my lunch, I may have cried. It was, you know, they flashed this planet. I don't believe there was a title card. Maybe there was. I don't think there was a title card saying where they were. But I immediately was like, wait, where is this? This isn't Coruscant. And it, like, hit me. Oh, shit, this is Alderaan. And then Leia pops on screen. And immediately you know it's Leia. Even if they hadn't said the name, anything. She has Carrie Fisher's mannerisms down to a T. She's awesome. I love the performance. Once again, people have been hating on this. Well, nothing will make some people happy. There's been poor child performances and big stages before. Uh, Disney Plus has had them. Um, you know, MCU shows, I believe. Star Wars has had bad child performances or mediocre ones. Sorry, Jake Boyd. Mediocre, I'll say. Not necessarily bad. I don't want to talk shit on Anakin Skywalker. Because, you know, he was he was the first, or I guess the second Anakin we ever really had that wasn't under the mask. I don't want to talk too much shit. But this Leia, she's... I don't know how a, a child actress can pull out that type... It's not like she's doing an impression. She just, like, knows what the character embodied and... I've loved everything with her, minus, and uh, here's my two down points of the show so far. The two chase scenes, basically. So the first one, Leia, uh, and, uh, you know, I wish I had time. Bail Organa, always awesome to see. Uh, Jimmy Smith is, you know, performing him awesome as always. Love it. Anyway, so Leia, you know, takes off to go do her own thing in the woods. I think nothing of it. This is obviously something she does all the time. She wants to go watch ships. She wants to go play. She wants to go be her own girl. And this figure that we had seen watching her earlier in the episode pops out and tries to kidnap her. 
and somehow, so a couple other people pop out of the woods as well here, somehow they all must have shit their pants at the exact moment that Leia started to run because they all waddle slowly after her, wander not gracefully around branches and bushes and tree limbs and it was it's an ugly scene uh surprising because the editor from the show is the editor from breaking bad so better call saul kelly dixon what very well-known uh, well-respected editor out there and uh, i thought this was poorly done you know maybe she didn't have a lot to work with but uh you know then the same thing popped up in episode two reva's chasing after obi-wan and leia after her trap is set, and she's up. She sets the bounty for Obi, and she's on the rooftops like a cat, waiting to, for some sign of where he is. And she's doing flips and tricks, and I can't even figure out what happened. I had a point because everything is like solved, and they're like off. It seems, and Riva just gone for a couple minutes, and suddenly she's like flipping around again, and we find her, and it's like, oh, there she is. She made it. She was just somehow. 10 minutes too late to going three blocks. No clue how that happened. Uh, so those are my only complaints. Uh, I wish I had more time right now to get into other cool things. The Breaking Bad homage with like the meth spice lab was cool. Um, tons of other things. I'll get into this more. There'll be a season wrap up pod to this where I talk about my favorite moments and everything. As you know, I'm only always just finding time to podcast, finding time to watch. So I found this time to talk to all of you. Thank you for listening. I will be back with more podcasts. Go back to the programming reminders at the top if you want to know exactly what. Anyways, I am home. It is time for dinner. And on that note, I will see you later, or I will see you on another time. Bye.